0: Brian Goines is here with us today to share a message from God's Word. Uh, these are This is one of those moments, right, where I love seeing 1 Corinthians 12 in action, which is this idea that God has gifted all of his, all of the members of his body really uniquely. My friend Brian, who is here this morning, is gifted in preaching, and so I'm thrilled to have him here. Brian and I have been friends for a long time. We served together uh, alongside one another, locking arms together in youth ministry at two different churches in the Kansas City area for five years. We did that Um, step-by-step together, serving our youth groups in a variety of different contexts and events. Brian's got a long history in a number of different roles serving the local church as a reverend and a pastor. Uh, He's here today with his wife, Venus, uh, and they're just dear, dear friends of mine. And so the fact that they drove all this way to be here with us in Sterling, Kansas, and that he's here to share a message with you from Luke chapter 15, it warms my heart and I'm excited to hear what he has. I'm happy to be here with you in Sterling. Be here in Sterling again. Uh, They got me over Lions. Lions is a nice uh, little town once they got me to the right hotel. Again, you know, Paul done got real famous. <sighs> Don't take care of the details. All right, we'll talk about that at lunch. We'll talk about that at lunch. I won't waste a lot of your time here. Um, it's good to be here. I appreciate you. My name is Brian Gornseer, as he says. I come from Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, bringing you greetings, where my pastor is Charles Bond Jr. I am essentially. A boy from Kansas City who now gets to preach and teach God's word at his joy. Um, And I take it very seriously. And I just appreciate you being here, listening, even if you're just here to get your last few chapel credits. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. I understand. Amen. uh, We'll do a, a brief word of prayer, and then we'll get right into what we have here today. Lord, we come before you now. We thank you. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this place. We thank you for this setting. We thank you for the relationships that's gotten us here. And we pray in this time that all of us in the room just take a moment to pause and listen and to hear what you have for us. I pray that you remove me out of the way, that you forgive me of all my sins, and that you allow me to be a clear vessel to minister your word in this time. These are all things, your precious son, she name. made we weaker. Amen. When I was younger, I used to think that being grown, my best life was about doing whatever I wanted to do. Right? And then, and then as I got a little bit older, it was like, oh, it's about getting uh, uh, your house, you know, taking care of your family. Maybe you go on vacation here and there, you know, eating tacos every other day. And then the internet came, right? And I started looking, I'm like, man, you know, to live your best life, you got to have famous friends, you got to go on all these vacations, you got to have these certain cars. So I was like, well, hey, you know, I want to live my best life too, right? So then, I got, I got some pictures here I wanted to show you. So then, me and my guy wrote, Rick, y'all might know him. Don't tell nobody I told you. We went and hung out, you know, we drove to Maybox and everything out in Atlanta. Cause I gotta live my best life too, like everybody else. And then I, you know, that ain't the only person You went too fast. Hold on, wait a minute. Then I had to go on vacation. So, so you know, Jay and B, they called me up, like, hey, we're about to go over here. And I'm like, you know, I guess I could go. And we hug out on the yacht, man. We had a good time. We had a good time. Y'all didn't know I was there, but but I was there. Come on, come on. then. I was like, man, my wife don't like all the extreme stuff, right? But I had to go skydiving because I saw this beautiful thing. I think it's in uh, Dubai. So I was like, let me go skydiving. Because I had to be living my best life, right? Just like everybody else. If you just look at the snapshots of people's life, and they say, this is my best life, hashtag, life goals, relationship goals. I had to do it. But being an old preacher, as I was thinking about what I used to think my best life was, what I made my best life out to be, I said, what does the word, what does the word have to say about us living our best life? And that's why I came here, and when, when I was talking to Paul, and we were talking about you guys and and, and what we were going to do today and and just what was on on my heart, I landed on Luke chapter 15. And here's the thing. uh, I'm going to be using the message Bible. Uh, I'm going to give you a little... It would be irresponsible of me Now take those pictures down for now. Take those pictures down. It would be irresponsible for me to not tell you where we're at with Luke. So Luke chapter 15, we're going to actually be looking at Luke 15, 25 through 32. But the story that we're talking about actually starts in verse 11. So what I'm going to do is give you like the Brian Goins cliff notes version of 11 through 24. Because if not, what we're talking about won't make any sense. Does that make sense? Okay, so in Luke chapter 15, it's a version talking about the prodigal son or the lost son. So what happens in verses 11, what it is, you have two brothers. You have an older brother, a younger brother, and a father. And the younger brother says, pops, give me all my money, give me all my inheritance, I wanna go live my best life. The younger brother gets the money, his father breaks it up, he leaves. Now the younger brother, from all estimations, goes out and has amazing time. I mean, liquor, party, women, he does it up, but quickly he's broke. He gets to a point where he's hired out to work and he's starving. And he's looking at pig feed, which is slop, and saying, man, you know, I, if, if they gave me some of this, I would eat it. But then he gets to thinking, he gets to thinking about his father and he's like, man, my father's workers eat better than this. He's like, I'm going to go home to my father and apologize and try to get back in. So he gets up and he goes home. Before he could get to say his speech, his father runs out, hugs him, gives him all this love, and then starts to throw a party. That's where we start ourselves at. And the reason why I chose Luke and I chose this particular verse is because Luke was a doctor. Not a doctor in in the sense, if you go to Baptist church, everybody a doctor. Hey doc, hey doc, how you doing? But a true doctor, MD. So he was a researcher and he was an eyewitness of Jesus Christ. So he would go around and he would talk to all these different people and that's how he came up with his gospel. But the thing is, he would include stuff that a lot of people wouldn't include. That's why it's the longest book in the New Testament, but it's in those details that make it very human because when preachers and when we talk about the lost son, most of the time, the part of the story that I just told you is the only thing we talk about. But when I was looking on how we must measure our best life, I got to this verse, Luke chapter 15, verse 25, I'm going to read 25 through 32 in the Message Bible. In all this time, his older brother was out in the field. When the day's work was done, he came in. As he approached the house, he heard the music and dancing. Calling over one of the house boys, he asked, what was going on? He told him, your brother came home. Your father has ordered a feast, barbecued beef, because he has him home safe. And said, the older brother stomped off in an angry soap and refused to join in. His father came out and tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't listen. The son said, look, how many years have I stayed here serving you? Never giving you one moment of grief. Think about that. Never giving you one moment of grief. But have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? Then this son of yours, who has thrown away your money on horse, shows up and you go all out with a feast. His father said, son, you don't understand. You're with me all the time and everything that is mine is yours. But this is a wonderful time and we had to celebrate. This brother of yours was dead and he's alive. He was lost, and he is fat. Think about that for a minute. Think about this picture of a younger brother coming in and getting his inheritance, going out, wasting it, and coming back. A father being so excited to to do what he does, and then you hear Dr. Luke got to bring the rain. His big brother was out working, and when he heard the party, he was like, you got to be kidding me. I ain't going in there. What does this teach us as we look and we think about our best life? What is the scripture saying to us? The first thing I would say here, we got to understand what your best life is. Your best life has nothing to do with others. The scripture says all this time, his older brother was out in the field. When the day's work was done, he came in. Let me say this. With or without the party, the older brother would have still went to work. So why does it matter that they're celebrating the younger brother? Don't let other people's celebration put you into depression. the older brother was living the life he was supposed to live. And let me help you out, because it's like, well, he was working and they was partying. Okay, let me make it clear. The older brother was more of a supervisor, because the fact that their father had hand servants and servants and all these people that were working for him mean his sons were just being trained to take over. So his older brother... Wasn't doing all this extraneous strenuous work. He was out there saying, hey, you do this. He was sort of like Paul. You do this or you do this. <laughs> I messed with Paul because Paul used to have a problem do with that. He used to try to do all the work himself, And he used to look at me and I would say, look here, dog. They volunteers, so I'm going to make sure they get their volunteer on. <laughs> That's what the older brother was doing. So, it, you know, he comes in after a day, you know, normally on a normal day when the brother was gone, when the brother was there, they probably would come in, they would have dinner and they would do whatever, have the drink, sit and talk. But they're having a party. Your best life has nothing to do with anyone else. I know we're in a hyper age where everybody shows and puts everything out here. And so if you can't celebrate With your friends, they're not your friends. If somebody else's celebration turns you and makes you feel some kind of way, you need to check yourself. The older brother is saying, I'm not going in there. Stomped off in anger. If we want to live our best life, we got to understand that our best life, my best life has nothing to do with your best life. And what looks what's the best for me is going to be different than what's best for you. We look at people all the time not understanding their story. For me to be a man that was able to be around all my children and be in their life, that's my best life, just to see them grow up and become 25 and 20 plus and to say that I was there, that means something to me. No, we didn't go to Disney World and Dubai and this, this, and that, but I grew up without a father, and I knew the pain of it. And I can say this generation of mine doesn't know that. There's no way I could put that in a picture for you on any nothing. Sounds real simple to somebody. I remember arguing with somebody once because they're like, man, you need to take your kids on vacation every year. And I was like, bro, I got eight kids. But this person would come back from vacation and they water be shut up. And I'd be like, I'd much rather have my." Everything turned on and eaten, then take a vacation. Our best lives were different. Your best life has nothing to do with anyone else. The other thing is, your best life is not about how much better you are. The scripture says his father came out, tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't listen. The son said, look how many years I've stayed here serving you, never giving you one moment of grief. He was perfect. Did we miss that? He was perfect. I never gave you one moment of grief. And he was making himself better than his younger brother. Let me say this. I love math. Math was always easy to me. So if you come into a calculus class with me, I'm jumping up and down, and I'm going to get A. Your best effort may get you a C. You should celebrate your C like I celebrate my A. Because it's not about me being better than you. My A is, actually, my A is, if, if we're honest, less valuable than your C. Because I didn't even have to work for it. I just love math. It's pretty easy to me. Once I get a concept, zoom, zoom, zoom. You actually put some time in, some blood, some sweat, some tears. You actually gave effort. Your best life is not about being better than someone else. Don't allow. Other success to devalue your accomplishments. What the big brother is doing here is putting himself up here on his place and putting his brother down here on his place and saying, I should get at least what he should get. Listen, whatever somebody else has is for them. Whatever is for you will be for you. It shouldn't matter. Your best life is not, I, 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 I'm going to say this, we have to unplug sometimes. Because we could get tricked. For years, for years, I was just having this conversation the other day. For years, people say, man, we want to be like Will and Jada. Will and Jada, relationship goes, relationship goes. The money, the fame, the relationship, They're marriage. Now, if you know anything about Will and Jada here recently, Ain't nobody saying they want to be like Will and Jada. Because Jada's talking about this man, that man, and how she feel about Will. Will's coming out with some documentary where he's saying that he's contemplated suicide um, several times because of trying to keep up with all what he got going on. But we were looking at, people were looking and saying, this is success. They're so much better. Their life is so much better. better. Your best life can't be about how much better you are than somebody else. You shouldn't become unhealthy comparison will kill any victory you have in your life. Unplug from some of the stuff. Some of my best moments of life will be only remembered by those who were present in the room. Because we didn't have our phones, we weren't videotaping and like, I don't understand it. We go everywhere now, concerts and this, this and that, and it's like, all you see is people like this. Like 10 years from now, they're going to be doing a commercial. If, if your arm is, is sore from holding it over your head, you may be entitled to compensation. Cause that's what we do, right? Like, we go to the, I mean, everywhere I see people and I'm like, do we ever just enjoy this moment? Do we ever just say, I'm here, we're here, and those here should see this and be this and experience this. Let me unplug from all this stuff. Or am I always trying to pose and take a picture so I could show people that I'm living this great, beautiful life? And in in, in in the back of my mind, I'm trying to show them I'm better than them. Like, even if you look at some of the way people say it, you ain't got it like this. You're not doing it like this. What they say now? Pressure, applying pressure. To who? Like, girl, don't nobody care that you butt naked in Miami? How is that... I'm sorry your best life is not about you being better than somebody else you gotta unplug, you gotta understand that your level of accomplishment is your level of accomplishment don't let anybody devalue somebody here is a first generation college student and somebody is they mama a lawyer, their daddy a doctor this this and that don't let their path determine yours Don't look at them and say, oh, man, somebody's driving a Mercedes. i seen one here, here in here, don't be flammable. And somebody's driving a Malibu. So what? If that's your best, let it be your best. Don't let other people talk you out of it. But if that's your best, don't just because you're driving a Benz, Don't look down on somebody in the Chevrolet. Just because, yo, you could just get everything paid for, just because you walk in and get an A in science, you walk in and get an A, don't devalue somebody that's working the hardest they can to get a C. Our best life is not attached to other people. The other thing here is, You must understand your best life is only about you being the best you. The father here says, his father says, son, you don't understand. You with me all the time and all that is mine is yours. Again, we have to take in in cultural context. This was by all means a wealthy family. Because I know they were wealthy because they weren't working the fields by themselves. They were working the field with their field hands who they had to pay. And then he had enough that when his son said, let's get liquid, I need what I want now, he was able to just break that off, get the money, and give it to him. He had enough that he had servants. So what he's telling the older boy is, you're so concerned about what's going on with your younger brother that you fail to realize that you're living in the lap of luxury the entire time. Why you don't understand that your brother thought he was going to live his best life and he wound up in the lowest of positions. If I told you the biblical context to it, This boy wasn't even supposed to be around pork and pigs. So he dishonored his family. He dishonored his God. To live his best life, he gave up everything. And all the while, the older brother was supervising in the day and eating good at night and living up in a big house. And you mad because I'm happy that he came back? all that I have is yours. Your best life is about you. Your best life is about doing what you can do. Because God created you with a particular purpose. Essentially what the older brother is doing is doing a role reversal between me and Connor. You don't want to hear me say nothing. That was a, <laughs> my wife said, no. Nah. <laughs> You're not it that loud, man. I'm just saying. He's up, he's up a little bit. Now, so see, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Should I, should I sit here and say, well, man, that was a beautiful song. He sung beautifully. Man, I don't need one to preach now. Give me a microphone. Let me sing. The older brother didn't. The father's saying, Wait a minute. You're right here. You're getting all the blessings. You're under the covering. You have no struggle. Why are you complaining? Let me say this to you. You need to value your journey and your place in life. Here's the truth. Put the other pictures up. I don't know if you know them first pictures. They was Photoshop. <laughs> Big surprise, right? Like, uh, like, I'm sorry. I told a little lies. All right. it's all. Don't tell nobody else. What I found is my best life is here at the graduation with my children. My best life is me surrounded by my soul. My best life is seeing a smile. On my wife's face. My best life is listening to my grandbaby running around and just, gee, Paul, gee, Paul. My best life is not attached to any destination, location, vacation. You see my baby there. You see, I come on, you got to love that. My best life is not attached to what kind of car I'm driving. My best life is not attached to how much money I got, what vacation I went on. My best life for me is attached to my family. My best life is about me ministering to God's people because i it's just no greater joy I get. And I have no problem with anybody else On whatever they feel they best like. And I never look at them and say. Man I want that. That should be my best life. Because I just don't have to. If you're living your best life. You won't desire other people's stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. My best life. And your best life. Is going to be attached. To your relationship. With God, the Scripture here is very plain and clear. He says, "Son, you were with me always. In everything I have is yours." My journey to get to this stage here starts roughly when I was nine and were baptized to believe. But I spent a large portion of my Life lived in all kind of ways. About 15 years ago, when me and my wife were married, we got in the church and decided to live for Christ. And that birthed the relationship with my brother Paul, that birthed me here with you, and all these other great things in my life. Your best life will be attached to your relationship. Why? Because he sent his son here. To die for your sins and was resurrected again and sits on his right hand to advocate for you and I. And when you accept, what happens is you become a brother in the kingdom. And if you know anything about kingdoms, you just once you're in the family, you're in the family. I'm sure some of y'all know Prince, uh What's their name, Charles and the Meghan Markle girl and all that? What did they do to be royalty? What did they do to gain fame and money? They were just born into the family, married into the family. What I've seen to you is a simple thing. Your best life. I can't imagine that you're not living it right now. Young, you're in college, you know. Having a good time. I don't know how much of a good time you can have in Sterling. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, hey, it's cool with me. But I'm sure y'all having a good time. You're developing great relationships. Right? It's something that years from now you'll be like, man, that's my college, this, this, and that. Don't allow... The trends and what people are saying. Don't If you start looking at something and start feeling some kind of way because, man, I wish I was in a different place, turn that stuff off, put that stuff down and understand where you are. Understand your position and place in life and understand that's where you're supposed to be. And when you connect with God in a real way and you understand who he is, guess what starts happening? The stuff that you want the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in me. and He grants you the desires of your heart. And you may find out your true desires have nothing to do with a Maybach, an airplane, or a trip to Italy. You may just love working with animals. You may, you understand? Your best life is about Your connection to God. So just remember, it has nothing to do with anybody else. It has nothing to do with you being better than anybody else. And it's only about you being the best you that you could be. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this gathering of people. And we pray that somebody under the sound of my voice comes to know you and understand truly who you are. And somebody today begins to appreciate exactly where you have them placed in their life, understanding that they're living their best life and you have better for them to come. We pray in this time that you just keep us and guide us in a way that allows us to move forward in the best way. These and all things, your precious Jesus' name we pray. Amen.